smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chancellor. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're fighting the powers that be this week. We're talking about Netflix versus Khans and the, the talk of distribution in general. Mm-hmm. Chancellor, welcome back. Is, uh, the Witch Doctor worked out. Well, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um, I feel like I'm falling apart at the seams, but uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <clears throat> Fucking witch doctors, man. Witch doctors, not worth the money. Because you hate brown people, isn't it? Whoa, whoa! You can get a white witch doctor. No, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> um, Slow down, Chancellor. <laughs> Jesus, get woke with it. Um, but. Uh, as always, we start by asking, what have you been watching? I say, as always, there was like a two-week, three-week span where that question was never asked. Wait, was that because the, the Marvel, Marvel, Marvel? and then the week off, so, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, well. well, the week off, then to Marvel, I guess. Yeah, well, but the Marvel yeah. we had The Marvel, that's technically all what we've been watching. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but we should go, what have you been watching, Chance Star? Oh, me first. Okay, cool. Um, so, time is an issue, but <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch the new Lost in Space on Netflix. Anyone been watching it? I watched it. I wanted to know. I'm really been... enjoying it. Um, uh, I, I never watched, I'm, I, I can't remember watching the original show. I remember the 90s movie. I remember the 90s. I'm watching yeah, it I remember going, movie, oh, yeah. okay, that's the Matt LeBlanc guy. Oh, that's Gary Oldman. Oh, I don't know any of the characters' danger, names. Danger, I'm like, oh, that's Robinson. Heather Graham. Oh, um, Will Robinson. You know Will Robinson. I know Will Robinson, but that's yeah. only because of the robot. And it's based on the Swiss family Robinson, isn't it? And it's a sci-fi version of that. What? No. What? 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 Huh? What? Isn't it? Zane, is it? Do you know? I, I, the, <laughs> you know the book, the old book, The Swiss Family Robinson. No. No. Were they like That knives? then Robinson Crusoe, show, and it was basically the basis of the Meet the Robinsons from the Disney, that Disney animated movie uh, where I it goes to the future. Like a general and I believe it was name. also the kind of the inspiration for Gilligan's Island. And then, really? How do you guys not know the Swiss Family Robinson? A family gets shipwrecked on an island. Oh, don't we know oh cool. So Lost in Space is like the space the version space of version of Yeah, I swear that's what the original Lost in Space TV show was. Oh, cool. Well, the, the interesting thing with uh, – they're not technically alone as such because it's like a whole uh, – Shane, you're right. You got a big thumbs up from our I'm producer. I'm giving you a thumbs up. I am correct. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're, they're not they're not really so much alone on this planet because it was a whole uh, uh, colony – that were going out to a special planet and they got shipwrecked essentially. And so, so it's like a huge colony thing. And I'm finding it really interesting. Like an empty colony or a colony of people? Colony of colony people, people who uh, have been uh, cut off from the, the more. The you'll watch world. it. You'll see that they're, they're meant to be going to a place and then something happens to the ship and a bunch of them crash. So a bunch of them are stuck on this planet and there's the ship still up in orbit and they want to get back up. So it's the plot of the 100. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Wait, 100 is wasn't that? It's a TV show where like so 100 Earth years in the future back, and then they're teenagers on them. And they send yeah. 100 kids back onto Earth uh, and they want to try and get up or something. I don't know. Anyway. I'm going to say yes. Um, I still find it very funny each time the robot says Danger Will Robinson because the, the robot's like really freaking bro. And he's like, it's played by the bulky version of Doug Jones. Uh, Doug Jones and this guy <laughs> always work together and like they both worked on Doom. Uh, they both worked on Hellboy. Doug Jones played the skinny fish man. This guy played the big dog man. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Uh, in um, in uh, Doom, it was literally Doug Jones played the imps. He played the Hell Knight, which is pretty much just a no. big imp. Um, so he's playing the big robot dude and 
Uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny every time he goes, Danger Will Robinson, just because, like, he looks super serious and because that is such a classic line of waving mm. arms. Uh, mm. it, it, I find it very funny. And also because Arrested Development Season 5 is coming out, I'm watching Arrested Development again. I've uh, heard, yes. speaking of distribution, that maybe Season 5 not going to come to Netflix in Australia. I did hear that. Apparently Might it's not. Uh, because Foxtel has the rights to it or something. Was it Foxtel? Netflix have enough money. They will idea. just buy them the rights like they did with Orange is the New Black. Guaranteed. Yeah, well, fingers you. crossed. But either way, I've got Foxtel Go. So. Are you going to watch the recut of season four? Before? Uh, well, I don't no, think there's an option otherwise. Is it not? not it's, it is, have they already recut it? The other. Yeah. Because uh, uh, like, I, I went on there. I'm like, how have they new episodes it? already. How have they recut it? Uh, 22 episodes now instead of 15. They've made it more sequential order. And it feels like more older season stuff. That's the defeat. Oh my god! I actually really liked season four of Arrested Development because it was so clever. I think it was a bit too clever. Yeah, but that was the kind of the thing of it is that you had to watch all of it and you only understood it once you got to the end yeah. of season four. I just don't like that. If they just talk the old one off, I don't like that because they should include both versions for us to enjoy. I, I think it is. I'm I'm gonna check because okay. it came up saying new episodes and I was like, oh shit! I already yeah, missed out on season yeah. five. So I went there and there were still only the four seasons and it was like season four recut or remastered or something. Mm. So um, I'll, I'll let you know okay. in two weeks because I'm going to be stuck out of the house the whole next week. I'm not going to find out next week. Yeah. Because we record the, the episodes. And, and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and um, so is that, uh, have you got, where are you up to at the moment on Rest of Development? Uh, we just started season two. Nice. So. Okay. I think it's either season two or season, I think it's season two with Martin Short's cameo in it is I I lost my shit. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Watch the oh, free. Uh well one thing I didn't realise was the um uh, the recasting of characters. How that, oh, that maybe actually, maybe? What? Like like uh Anne. Anne. Yeah. And yeah, like Anne. that was because like when I saw Anne, I'm like, Oh my god, is that Anne? And I was like, Oh, that's not that's yeah. that's not really Anne. And then mm. it turned out it was. Mm. Um, and then uh, also uh, Marta, who was Job's girlfriend. Mm. It was like first two episodes, completely different actress. Didn't even look alike. Mm. And that was in the same season. So, yeah, just a little observation I noticed. Nice. Mm. Okay, is that all you've been watching? Yeah, I don't have time, Okay, man. Josh, what have you been watching? Oh, have you watched Manu Towards stuff? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I'd, sorry, like Chance, I'm very busy. But uh, base actually, because I was off listening to you on the podcast, I actually watched The Proposal for the first time. Oh my god! You hadn't seen it? No, I didn't. Did you like it? I really liked it. It's, it's so really, good, it's, right? It's really, it's so, so it's good. really nice, and it's silly, but it was a good watch. A good, uh, had more depth to it than you expect from like, yeah, watching the trailers or any clips or anything. And I enjoyed Sandra Bullock. I always enjoy her acting and, and Ryan Reynolds. And then Betty White was was fun. Betty yeah, White just being to the window, to the wall, to, to make those bitches <laughs> crawl. Uh, just to confirm, though, I just was on Netflix, yeah. and you cannot get normal season four. It is just the remix, Fatal Consequences. That is disappointing. That is annoying to me because I think it was great, but a lot of people complain. So I guess we're in the minority. Sorry. Anyone continue? Yes, and the other. Films I'm just going to listen to collectively. I watched all of the first three Spy Kids films. Because yes. <laughs> as I rewatched them, I was like... <laughs> wait, 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 was there something I missed as to why you watch all the Spy Kids films? Or the first Robert three? Rodriguez. Because they're, they're a fun time. Can I not have... Oh, no, fair enough. Can it, I it just, not de-stress? Like, I was like, like, come like when Josh was like actually a kid. Like, a, like we, see, they came the out when we were like... The first one came out when we were like... First one came out in 2001. Oh, no, right. It was like, yeah. So we no, were no, nine or ten. ten. But see, we were on the tent, whereas Josh would have been... 
Like half uh, that. Like, like half that. Four. You're not half our age, are you? You're not <laughs> always. Oh, wait, yeah. At one point. This is literally my a math problem. <laughs> this is a math problem in my fucking high my school. My brain did not. <laughs> such and such is half his age. If Josh was half uh, our age when we were when he Fuck was four. How old uh, is Josh in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. I just graduated high school. I'm the yeah. tired one, man. Um, I like um, Spike Kids. So, so do I. I love the first two. The first two I can always watch. Yeah. I, the third one I freeze a bit much. Yeah, Foogly. <laughs> I feel like the third one I should like more. It's got Sylvester Stallone as the bad guy, right? It's got George Clooney impersonating Sylvester Stallone as he transforms into Sylvester Stallone. From oh George my god! See, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna try now. And he's like, in the end credits when they do the bloopers, he's like, this is the end of my career. <laughs> Even though he's sitting in his underwear with just suit jacket on in his like bedroom see there is so much about spy kids 3 i feel like it should be my favorite but it wasn't mm. I, uh, number one i think is always the best because it just has those class it's very classic those yeah. classic moments but i sort of view the first phrase collectively i don't give a shit about four or the there's a new animated show uh, yeah the animated one it's like yeah. That's also what sort of spurred me to watch them i was like i feel like see, a good time i love in number two the end credits bit where they tr- that he's got They're like this will make you brand- dance like Britney Lopez <laughs> we literally got like back in the days of LimeWire got like a version of that song it's literally just someone got the audio from the end credits <laughs> yeah. and did that yeah. song and uh, uh, the Island of Dreams that's what the name is Island, anyway yeah, flips on I with. actually really like those movies yeah it's, it's, it's fun it's it's really goofy um, yeah and the fun thumbs <laughs> the what the fun thumbs the, the, the thumbs, thumbs. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, good time. Uh, so Alan Cumming is Alan Cumming's really uh, Alan Cummings is great. And Lily Spike Kids free or free D. If you're back in time, you're watching free. Yeah. Huh. Um, they literally have the Avengers moments. Like we're gonna need to call everyone, and like <laughs> everyone that you know in the films flies in, and like he has the three D glasses, so you can see the giant robot monster. Question: yes. Did either of you actually watch it in the cinemas in three D? Yes. Really? I did. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the blue and they, red glasses. But they also made them to look like the ones in the film with the silver trim and everything. They yeah, yeah, made, yeah, 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 so yeah. I believe my little sister went and saw it. I so you never saw that. it in 3D? No. See, no. that might be why you don't oh, like missing it. out. Missing out on the cool, like, It's the same reason why I don't like out. Friday the 13th 3 or mm-hmm. Jaws 3D. Or any I didn't get to experience the real in 3D. 3D. Or Dial M for murder. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hitch- that's Hitchcock shot a 3D movie. He shot Dial in for murder in 3D. Because mm. he watched it to reference for when he did um, Hugo. Nice. Uh, do you reckon uh, they're going to re-release Dial in for murder in like New Age 3D? I really wish they did, but because I'd, I'd be I'd kill to see what that's like. But yeah. no, no. What about Spy Kids three? <laughs> <laughs> Just no, silence. but but Robert Rodriguez worked with James Cameron, and he's doing a leader battle angel. And it was it was he credits Robert Rodriguez with cueing the 3D as being a thing. Oh, cool, nice. So, uh, uh, didn't one of the movies also have a scratch and sniff thing? That was the fourth one oh, that, that came out in like 2011. <laughs> That's the fifth dimension. Smell o vision. Smell o vision. John Waters. Yeah, I need that. Shit. <laughs> anyway, Shane, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? I've been watching some interesting things. I saw Rosemary's Baby for the first time. Ooh, awesome. <sighs> I I don't love it as much as I thought I would. Not I th- so awesome. You're I had wrong. a better reaction to it than I did <laughs> The Exorcist, but contextually, once you know 
Roman Polanski's whole shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's but specifically Rosemary Bay becomes infinitely more fucked up because it's she gets raped by her husband. And yeah, but just, she's not a child, so it's okay. <laughs> she's close to it. Um, it's 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 an intense movie. I think it's way too long. So much of it has dated. There's some cool parts. I think the bit where she looks into the pram, mm. or into the cradle, and it's like, the, "What have you done to him? What have it like?" That's a great. I can't scene. remember. Do you actually see it? No. What she sees? You oh, never see it. Don't you see eyes? Like to see? Oh, well, that's the devil. You see the eyes. You see the, the devil. Down. The eyes yeah. of the devil when he rapes her, but yeah. you never see the thing. And it's um. But I saw it with an audience, a kind of a full audience, because one of those retro screenings, and the bit where they're the, all the people in the up in the things like hail Satan. Everyone just kind of laughed because it was so over the top. So I think it has dated a bit, but I was glad I saw it. So then I understood the context of how that's influenced other movies since. Mm. Totally. Um, we watched his girl Friday chance to you and yep. I yeah, watched that, was that uh, which I've, I've already talked about it like four weeks ago. <laughs> I just love that movie. It's endlessly great. Um, I've watched a new show has started up called killing Eve. It's, Good. Ooh. And it's so Phoebe Waller Bridge is the creator, and she did a show called Fleabag for Amazon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the funniest, most heartbreaking shows ever. And then she went and did a thriller show. And this is like a thriller about assassins based on, <clears throat> sorry, these books. Stars Sandra O oh as like a MI5 agent hunting this mysterious female assassin mm-hmm. who then starts hunting her. But what's really weird is that on paper, this should be like a hard thriller, like a very generic almost TV thriller. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge's humor is all through it. So it has this really unique sense of humor about it that you're kind of laughing and it's also there's like murder and stuff. It's really – her voice is so distinct. I think she's one of the best – like creators on TV. I found out that she's in solo Star Wars story. And I'm like, maybe I have to see it. Right. Okay. (laughs) She's, she's really, really good. Um, she has a show on Netflix called crashing. It's just like, it ran like six episodes. It's a comedy kind of a comedy. Really good, really worth watching. Just point out the fact that you called Solo by its full name. Solo is a Star Wars story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. (sighs) Rogue One is bad. Apparently Solo's not, uh, yeah, early reactions. Have you read them? I yeah, mm-hmm. I read the re- the early reactions are kind of positive for mm. it. Apparently, the first act is rubbish, but after that, it kicks into it. But unlike other early reactions, they're being more <coughs> honest about it, which like makes me feel like this is actually is yeah. Okay. They're not like it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, like they were with um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Or, so I'm yeah, kind of maybe a little bit optimistic. Um, and then I started watching the Netflix documentary series Wild Wild Country. Yes, um, Mark and JG Plus produced that. Yeah, 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 and this is about a cult. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, as I've mentioned before, I'm fascinated with cults. I grew up in a cult, and I consider myself pretty reasonably educated on the history of sort of the, the 21st century history of cults. I had never heard about this group. It's covered up, yeah, Raj- then, Rajnish. Yeah, yeah, the Rajnish, Rajnish. Rajnish mm-hmm. Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I'm only a couple of episodes in it. It's such a well-made documentary. It's like cinematically. Have you beautiful. watched it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, why didn't you bring that up on your... Oh, is this nah. for next it's week? A, no, it's no. just it's like future. Um, it's good. Like, it's mm. such... Like, I... 
it, it's I, it's at the level of like um what you might call it uh like uh tickled mm. and making a murderer in just the craft okay. behind the making of yeah. the documentary, not just it's a fascinating story. It's a really fascinating story on top of it being a phenomenally well made documentary series as well. I'm so keen. And they got another it. documentary coming out on Netflix, <laughs> um, very soon. Oh fuck yes! I think it's a, a crime one. Crime. Oh, so. then that'll that'll kill. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's all I've been watching. Mm. Um, so today we're talking about distribution in general, um, and we're kind of spiked. Josh kind of brought it to the table as sort of spiked by the recent Netflix versus Khan. Yeah, kind of like argument. The whole... Um, I'll just. Can you guys talk? I need to take my buffer real quick. That's just... all good. So while <laughs> Shane has, has asthma, asthma, asthma and he's dying. Trance and I will take over and completely derail it. Hey, Trance, how are you hey, doing? Man. Oh, what about so, okay? Um, we're back. Damn it. Damn. We God, we're back, and I'm God, taking Jiminy James. resting control back from you. We could have done so, so much. We could have really we're gonna fucked do, us up. <laughs> what we're going to do this is going to talk about the different kinds of distribution. Yeah, a little bit of the history, the strengths, weaknesses, and and guess about the future. I suppose. So, I guess the, the future. The future. I guess the uh, the first place to start is theatrical distribution. The original. Yeah, distribution. the kind of thing. That is the original and still kind, still is the standard. Still home for me. Still yeah. gives me warm feelings in yeah. my belly. I yeah. mean, it, it was pretty much the go-to viewing experience from the 1880s through to the 1980s. Now, I know television came in yeah. and it made a huge impact, but the focus on the advertisers always lessened the impact of TV as being seen as an art form because it was always advertiser first, whereas cinema... Yeah almost started out as like a gimmick and yeah. that was making, it was like a side attraction. And then it, the advertising that kind of came after the fact when people realized just how big of a money-making thing it is. Yep. Um, like you guys said, it, it kind of is for me, at least anyway, it's the ultimate viewing experience. Oh, yeah, it is for me too. Yeah. I mean, but when it goes right, yeah, because it can go wrong, um, <laughs> very, very badly wrong. I think well, it, the size is just a big part of that. Absolutely, I think I think because like even uh, we went to the uh, f- a festival the other night and watching my own film up on a big screen, there was something about it just because it was a bigger yeah. screen. <clears throat> it's, it's like it's, so big. It's that larger than life. Bigger is better, right? Whereas TV <laughs> is often even big TVs. It's often smaller than life. The TV, the people on the TV are smaller than which real I, life. Don't, I really yeah. don't like. This is probably later on, but I really don't like the argument. It's like, oh, you can just watch it at your home. The TV is big enough now. I'm just like, no, but the experience is. <laughs> Way more, it's mm. way more beyond the and size, it's, and it's like it's the dark room, it's yeah. the sound. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering how immersive cinema was in like the 1930s when it was all mono. That's what yeah. I kind of because we've only ever known stereo and above, yeah. and any cinema experience we've had from when we were growing up was yeah. at least 5.1 or more. Um, that's when it's a good audience, I think, when it can go bad. <laughs> Is the audience? This is a whole other topic. Of all, I like, know audiences. Just, yeah, well. I, I feel like an audience can really uh, ruin, a make or break. It can ruin, a, make or break a film. Because mm. yeah. I remember watching uh, what was it, Alien vs Predator Requiem? One. Oh, yeah, never when I saw the yeah. first one in cinemas, it was one of the most fun experiences I've had. The audience was so into it. Same thing when I went and saw Doom in the cinemas. Like mm. the audience was having a ball and I was loving it. And then I watched it afterwards and I was like, oh no, this is stupid. I know a lot of people with that <laughs> happened with like the DC ones. They loved Suicide Squad and then they realized that it's actually a terrible movie. Yep. That's amazing. I oh, I, you know I, what was the best one for me? Iron Man 3. Here we go again, boys. <laughs> um, sitting in the in the theater for that. And then once, you know, the Mandarin Trist comes up, everyone's just like, 
what the fuck? A really big, loud, right next to me guy. Oh, really? Like, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, like, my favorite audience I've ever sat with is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. Again, yes. That just, like, yeah, it was that, everyone's bro. childhood had come to, a, like, when she's like, not my daughter, you bitch. bitch. And just the entire Cheers. audience just breaks out into rapturous <laughs> yes. Cheers yeah. and applause, and then there's tears at the end, and and when certain characters die, and it was such a such a great audience. And I've spoken as well about Love Simon and being in that yep. audience. Mm. That was some high emotions. And then I saw it. I saw Love Simon again. I may have talked about it. I may have not. Um, but with an audience that was very clearly mostly straight, and it it didn't. So many of Could the humor. Could you feel the uncomfortable tension in the room? Just like the straight pride going, oh, no. It's the gay well, like, agenda no, what attacking it was, us. Was, what it was is it's a bunch of teen girls. Okay. That oh, was right. 90% of the cinema that I was in. And so they were like giggling at the things that weren't really giggleable and then they didn't laugh at any of the punchlines for the first hour of the movie. Th- does, does a boy kiss another boy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh. then, yeah, that's the attitude that they clearly yeah. came Sorry to generalize, with. but yeah, teenagers is the worst. I also saw The Conjuring 2, which I, I enjoyed at the yeah. cinemas. And clearly it was around a time when a lot of people were like, uh, like they're like bringing their girlfriends along. Some people were filming it on Snapchat, like basically the entire yeah. time. They're taking what? selfies. What the their- fuck? Someone yeah. was filming Civil War on Snapchat, Captain America <laughs> Civil War when I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, it, it made me so mad. I, I was like shaking oh, uncontrollably. Man, no, th- like this is I'm- the worst of the worst. And audiences kind of do it. And like- um, bad projection can be bad. I yeah. went and saw a screening of Pan's Labyrinth and they knocked the subtitles off for 10 minutes huh. because it was shaking so bad. It was This was projected on film and they hadn't locked down the projector and it shook so badly okay. it knocked the You know what's funny? Off. My only technical like mishap and experience in the theatre was watching Naturally <laughs> Really? What, yeah. what, what, what happened? Uh, the screen went black for like five minutes. So like the projector just went off. Oh, okay. Everyone's just like, huh? I have a really fun one. Uh, oh, have you told me that this was back Forgetting in Forgetting Sarah school. Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so when I went and saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall in the cinemas, uh, first off, they played the wrong movie to begin with, which was hilarious because it was a, a horror movie that was coming out at the time. Um, can't remember what it was. They started with that. six, so yeah. Yeah. They stopped the movie and they're like, sorry, guys, played the wrong movie, play Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And now this was projected on film. Yeah. And uh, now film, because it was shot, uh, it was shot on full frame, but projected mm. uh, with the bars. What they did back then was they would have the full frame of film, but they would only project this much. Yep. But somehow- this they right, had, he's, he's gesturing a small oh, bar. Oh, yeah, sorry, a small bar. Yeah. Uh, and they had adjusted it so it was <laughs> too far down, so we could see all this stuff up the top and nothing down the bottom. So we like I, I learned so much from watching that because I'd see like- they use the their hands to cut out the um. They, well, the boom was the first thing I noticed. I thought, oh man, they got boom and shot a lot. This is really awkward. And then there were things <laughs> where like the sun was like just and they were just covering it with their hand. There was one time they had a folder. Pat did that on Red Curtain Hell. That Pat's hand creeped into a shot <laughs> and then he had to crop it out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have a French flag. I'm just gonna hold my yeah. hand over. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it was like all throughout the and, and they they never and I never got to see Jason Siegel's dick. Oh. When it first happened, I thought, oh, that was that, that was like good framing. I mean, they got the boom and shot, but I don't see his dick. Mm. And then uh, when I saw it on DVD, it's like, nice nah, dick for days. It's all of <laughs> And Chance is a happy boy. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason why I went to the movie. Um, I, one of the worst ones I went to is Paranormal Activity. 
and it was with a bunch of teenagers. Yep. And I had this these like preteen girls in front of me that were basically like jumping and squealing to an excessive amount yep. at everything. And then I was in a row with not many people. And then the row behind me was like all the too cool for school goth kids we're just like, shut the fuck up. It's not even that fucking scary. Like just talking outright through the movie. And that's a movie that I watch and I really wanted to love. And I think had I seen it in a better cinema, I would have, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a really evocative. It gets a physical reaction. It's a very yeah, well-made right. movie. And I can't appreciate, I can't have that proper experience of it because of how it was ruined the first yeah. time I saw it. I know it. we're all sidebarring really hard, but like, Another, there was more people, they're not just teenagers that ruined the movie for Conjuring 2 for me as well. There was actually like some middle-aged women who were just like, they, they grabbed a blanket and they were commenting like constantly that it's like, oh, you know, the class like, oh no, don't go in there. Don't do that stuff. <laughs> it was literally that. I'm like, why? I, when I saw the raid, there were these guys behind me and like someone to do with like a particularly vicious punch or a knife or thing. Oh, did you see that? You'd like, hope so. No, because I'm not watching the screen. Yes. Fuck. As you know, it's like the, um, have you seen, you know, rat race and like this room. Have you seen this room? Yes. We're <laughs> in it. Uh, and what was, there was another, when I saw Ex Machina, I had like film wankers. Film wankers are also just as bad. The film they were sitting there discussing like <laughs> wanky, uh, like philosophical pseudo academic bullshit about the film in the middle of the film. Yeah. And he's like, why? Oh, why welcome why? from Twitter. To this <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, there was a classic time. We went and saw a red dog and uh, red dog, red billabong and was sitting next oh, to the visual effects, the visual effects people. supervisor. You had set. been fired. <laughs> and we were specifically sitting there. Like it, it hit the credits and we're like, what the fuck was going on with the visual effects there? Like, because, like, it looked like it was some Jason and the Argonauts thing. But right. It was CGI. Stop motion. Right. It looked like it was meant to be stop motion. Like, they made CGI to look stop motion. Mm. And then turns out we're sitting next to the VFX supervisor is fine. And he's like, they didn't put on motion blur. That's all it is. They <laughs> didn't motion blur it. And then we just talked to him about how nice. shit the visual effects was. That's mm. cool. Great talk. Um, but, yeah, so bad audience is, I think, what ruins people talking on their phones, chewing too loudly. Mm. A quiet place, please. There's, people, there's a lot of people on that. There's oh, really? I, yeah. I saw it twice, and the second time there were some people that would talk, but it, the right points they also, shut up. Also, for that, speaking of cinema... Fuck up. So they didn't close the doors either, so I could hear sounds from other cinemas. And I'm <laughs> just like, why don't you like yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ever had a cinema to yourself? Yes. Nearly. I went saw, Nearly. Do you want to know the best one? I went and saw uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. <laughs> yeah. And it was at it was it was Garden City and they have these huge VMAX cinemas. It yeah. was a Thursday morning. I was the only one in a literal like four hundred and fifty seat cinema. It was heaven on <laughs> earth but i've done i saw I've, there's quite a lot eddie the eagle i got to see on your <gasps> own nice. I, that's the best i quite like that i yeah. like that or i like a good audience yep. yeah yep um but you know you can have bad projection uh, i reckon the future of it the future of cinema it, like theatrical cinema mm. i think is a really interesting thing because there's so many think pieces so many so many pieces and ideas and like tech um, even tech like advancements but yeah what did you hear about? I think I got texted by Patrick about LED yeah. screens instead of projection. Really? Okay. And it's like, it's bizarre. But I reckon I have a theory and because Spielberg and George Lucas and that did a big piece in Empire Magazine about where they thought it was going to go. And I think, I don't think they got it 100% right, but I think they're about halfway there in that it's going to become more of a premium thing 
like going to see a musical at the theater where you're paying oh, a lot yeah. more money. It was going to be just for the big blockbusters or big yeah. like, event movies. Yeah. And I reckon I don't like it, but that's probably where it's going to head up. And there's going to be small cinemas that will still play stuff, but they might be playing it off of Netflix. They might be playing it off mm. of like, like the, like, you know how you can play console games or you can go to a place and play console yeah, games. I think exactly. there might be a Netflix cinema chain. I wonder if that's where they're going to go. Apparently they bought, bought cinemas in America. Yeah, I remember mm. to try okay. and do that. But yeah. Is so, that just sort of tying to this? Is that to, sort yeah, of to be able to get into To be able to get qualified yeah. for the Oscars because there's all this crap that We'll goes on make there. our own cinemas with blackjacks and hookers. Yes, <laughs> probably. Um, uh, and the, the idea of making cinemas more than just going and seeing a cinema and eating popcorn, there's like you get your meal served to you at the thing. The gold yeah. class kind of experience as we know it here is becoming more and more the norm. I know... The Alamo Draft House in America, that cinema chain, they do like your full on three course meal while you're watching the movie. And those, those are, are really hard nah. on like mobile phones. Like you'll get kicked out if you're on your mobile phone. Ooh, yes. I am real. a fan of that. That is that yeah. is I love that. Um but anyway, moving on to home media, which yeah. kind of includes VHS DVD Blu-ray. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh but My hard loves. media. Yeah. Um what do you guys? Oh well, oh, you, you've seen my house, Shane. Yeah, I've seen your DVDs house. are my life, but not enough Blu-rays. Not enough Blu-rays. Yeah, shut mate. up. I've got one, don't I? Do I fuck. Do you? I don't know. Do the um, so I respect your DVD collection. I don't care about. I respect it. I respect it, but my mine's better. He respects if he doesn't. <laughs> um, but you know what though. I do like Blu-rays more now because they actually include more special features. Well, yeah, they've they've stripped back the visual, uh, the special features on DVDs. Uh, I'm still relatively sure this is why Edgar Wright has blocked me on Twitter, was because <laughs> I complained about the fact that my uh, uh, what's it called, the World's End DVD only has one DVD commentary on it. Mm. My other two, uh, Shaun of the Dead has six DVD commentaries. Hot Fuzz has five. Mm-hmm. The world's end has one. Yeah, because you're missing out on those Tarantino ones as well. Yeah, yep. right. What mm. the fuck? Mm. And yeah, it, it seems like all special features behind the scenes, even commentary. And you know, it's just it's because right like they are like they ten dollars more for Blu-ray and probably ten dollars more for the 4K like Ultra HD. Don't give doing a fuck that. about that. I got a shitty TV. Mm. I just want my commentary. Yeah, but exactly. I think like it kind of started because people had film prints at home was a thing. That happened, and some, they make like, their own screenings. They just rip off a sheet. Well, I mean. Tarantino does. Um, he has his own cinema, and he hooks up mm-hmm. and does puts trailers in between and all this sort of cool. thing. He has like a really hardcore film collection, and some of his film friends do as well. Edgar Wright, I'm sure, does. Yes, but it like costs a shitload of money, and you have to keep your prints in the fridge. So That's that why I love Rob Zombie. Through. He's got a VHS collection. That's amazing. Tarantino has one as well, and he <laughs> likes. He said he likes VHS better than Netflix. I'm like, that's a little. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> that's no. that's too much. <laughs> no, um, I like it four by three. I like pan and scan. Give me pan and scan any day. <laughs> um, but in the late '70s and the early '80s, it got kind of got redefined. The weekend at home, or the weekend in, or the night in mm. with the movies because of the video stores VHS. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Became. I know. I, 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 I saw one the other day. Blockbuster, oh my god, cool and gatter, and I was really excited. We forgot to go. It kind of and that kind of stuck, but it was weird how kind of hard and fast those burned. Yeah, because they came and went in the span of less than thirty years, Mm. which is really tight for an industry that was so global and Mm. so um, ubiquitous with the movie going experience because it was there or it was it was 
on the cinema and on the cinema might've been the big things, but you could discover, you know, trashy straight to video stuff. Kind of Brow- You could spend like hours of browsing, yeah, browsing and the smell and, and smell. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Just <sighs> I love it. Um, and then DVD sales kind of picked in. They were, I remember getting the first lot of DVDs and they were like four. I literally have the first two DVDs. I got, I still own them as Miss Congeniality and um, <laughs> Charlie's Angels. The classic big one. And that was actually what kind of inspired me. You watch the behind the scenes and you see the director <laughs> and you're like, oh, I want that exactly. job. Yeah. It's like, uh, I can't. I think Revenge of the Sith was my first one because I still watch Revenge of the Sith. I got it from Network Video on VHS, but I think yep. that was like one of the first DVDs I got as well because I remember watching the special features so much. Oh, we did skip Laserdisc, but I never had Laserdisc. Well, no one had Laserdisc. I mean, yeah. Wait, you Zane. did. No, Zane didn't have Laserdisc. No one had Laserdiscs. Um, <laughs> quick question. What was the first DVD you ever watched? Me, uh, 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 me myself, and Irene. Oh, okay. DVD. Cool. And I remember being like, what is this? It's on a disc <laughs> and it works and it's cool and yeah, high quality. The, from memory, probably. Rewind it. <laughs> actually, probably because I watched um, Spider-Man on VHS. Like, I owned that on VHS. But Beautiful. I think Spider-Man 2 was the first one I got, like, watched on DVD. It was a classic DVD, yeah. Mm. Uh, Powerpuff Girls, the movie. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> Went down and borrowed it out from the local Civic video. Actually, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie, The Pyramid of Light, that was one that was the first on DVD oh, yeah. <laughs> And SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. I saw The Pyramid of Light in the cinema. So did I. I got the, <laughs> got the cards. They came with Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Oh my God, yes. yes. Wait, do you still have a Yu-Gi-Oh! card collection? I don't. I got oh, stolen no. from a brother. We could have played. Um <laughs> Can you imagine a podcast of that? Just like, you, no one can see any of the Yeah, cards. guys, we're just sidebunning really my hard to nostalgia card. right now. I get the field power bonus. <laughs> you fell for my trap. Everyone has to speak like characters from the anime. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard sidebar. Ooh, I see your um, cards, you but it was all about. I think the reason why is because it was all about the fight for better quality. So, yeah. And that went really hard. DVD, there was the big war between HD DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, and I still Blu-ray remember that. That was so funny. I still remember in Tropic Thunder, there's the conversation with Jay Burichel where he was talking about that. And he was like, pretty much it's what uh, porn backs, which ended up being Blu-ray. Um, Jay Burichel was a hard HD DVD man. And then when Blu-ray won, they had to redub that entire scene mm, for really? Blu-ray <laughs> because HD DVD lost. Well, what's interesting though is unlike, See, apparently DigiBeta was a better format. It was a better quality format than VHS, but yeah. VHS was cheaper. Mm. But with Blu-ray, Blu-ray was a better format. Yeah, it was a better mm, format. And it was, was it cheaper or just easy to access because of PS4? Well, the first- easy to access because of the, the game yeah. integration. Um, yeah, I remember I almost it. got HD DVD though. It I'm came really, with like Xboxes and I was like- Ugh. Yeah, I'm really uh, glad I didn't. It come didn't. with Xbox. You had to buy a separate thing to put on your Xbox. Yeah. Uh, it was like a little uh, Oh, I just box. remember being advertised with Xboxes. Yeah, because yeah. micro- HD DVD was Microsoft, yeah. wasn't it? And they were trying to get in wasn't on Wasn't like the wars. disc also like sort of like the PSP like micro disc type things? Was it? I think I, I, don't I, know. I just remember that the case was the cases were the same size as Blu-rays, but yeah, they were but red, not yeah. red. They were yeah. maroon. They were maroon. maroon. Oh, um, oh my god! It was state of origin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, I think what where home media works is you can control the environment. Yeah, so you can shut people up. You can shut out the light. You can sit on a clean you can push chair. your family members out of the house. Yeah, yeah, but sit on a clean chair. Yeah, I mean, what are the advantages <laughs> to you for it? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I could put the subtitles on. Do you put subtitles on? Always put subtitles on. I want to know what they're saying. I miss jokes all the time because, like, that's a good They'll point. say one Should word, and I'm like, "What was that one word?" And then I'll focus on what they said, and then I realize I missed another sentence. Wait, really? All the time. 
I'm like hearing dyslexia. So wait, so when we watched <laughs> His Girl Friday and didn't have the subtitles on, were you just struggling? So many times I got lost. I was like, <laughs> oh. and then like take a breather and I'm like, all right, uh, collate, collate, collate. My brain has a very slow bit rate. Oh, huh. <laughs> that's interesting. I did not know that. See, I had I saw the big She now hates it, by the way, and it's the worst because she she prefers taking subtitles off. And when and you I'm also like, watch, oh. do you still watch 1.5 speed as well? No, Sometimes. no. Okay, good. That's on, when I watch a DVD on VLC, uh, I do, but I never get a chance to watch a VLC uh, DVD on my TV anymore, uh, mm. on my computer anymore. I watch it on the Xbox, so. Cool. That's weird. That's weird. Mm. Um, I think the downside is there's way too many distractions. You're Absolutely. on your phone, you're mm-hmm. on your computer, you'll miss stuff. I make it a rule, especially when friends are over, just like get off your phones. You're putting your phones in another room because I just don't like it. We need, like, I invited you here for a movie night or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also less immersive because there's, okay. more st- especially during the day, yeah, I find okay. home media can be I less just immersive. Shut Sound. all the curtains. <laughs> but there's always like the sun through it. And like, nah. pretty much most lounge rooms Not aren't built with. There are windows behind the TV, and the reflections in the screen will bug the curtains. But yeah, but then you, but then depending on the curtains, the light shines through, and then you can see the color. If it's a colored curtain, you don't understand how the lamps all go to the blackout this entire house. I've done. I've put like sheets up on yeah. on things. I've oh, done. you do too. No, we haven't done that. Yeah, not yeah, in a while. I've seen it. But yeah, but we have like these maroon curtains. And maroon again. And they like, they yeah, they color the whole room red in the afternoon and it's really annoying. <laughs> um, I think the future of it is interesting because home media is and has been for at least five years dying. Yeah. Numbers, yeah. sales are all going down. It completely destroyed the rental market. And mm, now yeah. it's only buying, which and I can't afford anymore. Yeah, yeah, because the price is going up. It's okay. Well, they they kind of going down on some things, going yeah. up on like the, they sell the Marvel movies for like thirty five dollars a Blu ray, and I'm like, get fucked! I'm not paying that. They so go I always up wait. F- they go up to forty two. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. I haven't bought Captain America: Winter Soldier for that reason. Yeah, welcome to Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why I forty two Australian dollars. So if you have any US listeners, that's like a twenty percent more is about what you're paying. So you're paying mm-hmm. nearly fifty dollars for a single Blu ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to become more of a collector's thing like vinyl because yeah, vinyl still sells so now, yeah. but it's such a collector's thing. It's way more expensive. You'll have those like boutique DVD stores. Yeah. yeah. But I think it will be online <laughs> sales as well. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it will be. Um, and now we come to internet streaming, which is the... Internet streaming. Yeah, the big the big one. Don't get ambient. Definitely convenient. Convenient, Yes. I Unless your internet goes down and you have to watch one of your Blu-rays or DVDs. <laughs> oh, you have to, when you're watching a TV show on DVD and you have to keep changing the disc. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. um, and the, my exercise. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're having problems at the moment where our DVD remote doesn't, the pause button won't work anymore. And so we have to use the TV pause button, but <laughs> it's a whole thing. Such um, a first world problem. It's like, oh no, yeah, our pause button won't yes. work on our previous um, lives. But I think... Uh, like internet streaming has been around in some form or other since the early 2000s. It's funny that Netflix used to do discs. They used to mail you discs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And they were almost going to buy Blockbuster and then <sighs> that famous... Blockbuster said no? Yeah. And because they were very happy with their position and then literally within like three or four years, it, yeah. it collapsed in on itself. Um, but streaming like full things like TV shows and movies, full seasons of stuff wasn't really 
a thing until recently. You could stream, because I remember the first internet streamed trailer, like the first movie trailer drop was Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. That was oh, first, really? and it was low bit rate, but everyone lost their fucking minds because they could load up a trailer for Star Wars on their computer because George Lucas was always pushing that kind of tech stuff. Um, but like you said, like it's definitely more convenient because it's all on demand. It can be yeah. when you want. There's no wait time. Yeah, there's if, buffering. If that <laughs> happened. But for the most part, they're getting better and better. I haven't had much problems with quality drop, even on like peak hour times, which I find yeah. really interesting. We were having about last year or the year before, we were having a lot of troubles with things would just go blocky to the point where we'd stop watching because it was too much. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't actually see the picture. There wasn't, you couldn't discern people's faces. from. Things. And the nice thing now too is because we're getting a lot more options and stuff that we would <laughs> normally miss being in Australia. It's like, especially bring, in Australia, bringing yeah, yeah. down piracy, which is nice. Yeah. And like I remember getting when more options. Netflix we, came at piracy in Australia, dropped 35%. Yeah. Cause we're one of the biggest piracy. We are the biggest we, we pirates the, yeah, in the world, despite having one of the smallest populations per cat, like per, Capita is that the word? Yeah, per size yeah. of the for the size of our country, we pirate the most compared yeah. to anyone else in the world. Yeah, especially Game of Thrones. We yeah, especially worst. Game of Thrones. Mm. But because, because we have Fox the streaming still. services now, yeah, it brings it down, and it's starting to come down a lot. Yeah, like a lot. Even people I know who are like adamant pirates, they're just like, I just got Netflix. It's just easier because you don't have to download the files. Don't have to worry about the risk or things or, or risk of ads or. Um, viruses, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is gone because it's just there. It's a really great service. Um, you don't have to leave the house. Yep. There's a really wide selection. There's an almost infinite selection. There's no way you can get through anything. And it's all high quality. Yeah. It's not, you know, dodgy VHS. It's not a dodgy download. It's all 1080p all the time pretty much. Yeah. Even 4K if that's what you go to. Yeah. Um. And I think, like you said, we get a lot of access to stuff we couldn't see before, a lot of TV shows. Especially TV. God yeah, damn, like TV. A lot of movies. I, I do lament the fact that older stuff isn't getting as much love stuff. Anything pre-1980. Stan. Film Struck should be coming here soon, hopefully. I don't know when it's coming Film Struck will not be coming here. I actually... What? I not messaged them. I messaged them. What? Why? Uh, be, no, because of licensing deals. It's basically Foxtel. You can blame Foxtel for any problem in accessing media here because they've got like the TCM channel. And so therefore they retain rights to things that will air on the TCM channel exclusive. And they, yeah, Foxtel are so the ones saying, but they, I, I messaged Filmstruck and I said, hey, is, is this going to come anytime soon? They're like, we're working on it, but that's usually the go-to line. I've spoken to a couple of companies and I say, but can you just, and I said like, look, can you just give me the truth of it? Is it like you're hoping for it, but all of the licensing deals means it's pretty much up in the air with no definitive answer. They say, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you I just, such a out. thing. It's like Alicia Maloon who works like, she's fucking shrank. And I was yeah. like, I hope she would have it. Yeah. But so you're saying we have to kill Foxdale, man. We so. have to kill Foxdale, okay. but it's owned by, it's owned by the Murdochs. So not anytime <laughs> soon. Um, <laughs> we're plotting like <laughs> someone listening. Uh, as I understand, lizard people live for a really long time, right? <laughs> 200 years, I think. Oh God. Mm. Fucking turtles. Uh, <laughs> I want more old stuff. Points. I want people to be accessing older stuff, not just new. And international, things. which thankfully SBS On Demand does that a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, SBS On Demand also comes in waves because they like they will get films for like two weeks and then get rid of them. So. And then, then others are like there for like eight months. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually watched Raw for the first time on SBS On Demand because I was like, oh, oh really? Shit, it's on SBS. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, 
there's I think I think one of the downsides is there's almost too much stuff. And you find yourself, have you guys found yourself, you're going through your Netflix and you're going through your list and you're like, I just don't feel like watching this now. Whereas if it was the video store and you rented it out, you're like, well, I paid for this and it has to go back. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. when it's always there at any time you want it, you almost don't want it. Like, it's like I, it, I we, feel like I'm like, I feel like I go and I feel like watching something and I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't really <laughs> yeah. Do and, and it's like, it's like we want what we can't have. And then and we, so we yeah, want Game of Thrones. We will watch that like day and day, you know, through unscrupulous means. But when we have like all of the episodes of a thing, we kind of don't. Yeah. Um, and it's not like the video store. It's it's not it's something seeing them and feeling them. It made it. I think video stores made us more adventurous too. We'd see the cover and we'd be like, oh, cool. But I think they actually choose really shit photos all the time for Netflix, and especially. they change them based on your based on the things like, you yeah, get. Yeah, looking yeah. at Chanel's profile. Do you know how many fucking Adam Sandler films get recommended to me, and I'm like, why? I get that I like comedy. Yeah. Do you not get that I have someone taste? used my account once? And like they're watching like a shitty comedy, and now recommendations are ruined. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. hate this. Yeah. Well, you can erase the. You can go into your what? account. How? You, 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 you go into your viewing okay. activity. Go into your my account, your viewing activity, and if and you then, erase the movie from your viewing oh activity, it will rearrange the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Chanel has literally opened things in my account to fuck with me. Oh really? Chancer. Now I can do it to her, Chancer, but I can erase can. what she's done to me. This Chancer, is brilliant. you can hack the system. Yes, life is good. Yeah. Um. As far as the future, this is the future. Like yeah, that's yeah, what I it is. The future it's, is now. It's so that is what it will be. It'll be yeah. streaming. It'll be on demand. When the internet becomes like in has anyone been watching Silicon Valley the new season? No. no? Oh my god! I can't fucking okay. It's ruined a really good joke. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, like, I mean, it's going to be that all the time. And I think even to cinemas, it's almost going to be that. It's certainly going to be that for home yeah. media. Uh, I'm, uh, I've uh, uh, not assumed, what do you call it? I, I have a feeling that they might do the thing they did with the uh, debates, how they had the VR debates. So, you know, the, um, <laughs> the electoral yeah, debates yeah. where it was a VR thing. Wait, for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it was, it was literally a VR thing. But it wasn't like a, 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 a VR setup of the debates. It was literally a massive crowd of VR in front of a screen. So you would be there and there's a whole bunch of people also <laughs> VRing around you and you're just looking up at the big screen. So you're all next to each other online, essentially. So you can go out and watch movies, just like sit in a virtual cinema and watch a movie. That's where I think it the might Oasis. go. The oh, Oasis. The Oasis, yeah. Fine. That's exactly. what it is. That's, That's what it really is. what it's going to be. I guarantee you, it'll be 20 years ago. Welcome back to the Money Motion Picture Rangers. Based, the title is based on a show that you've never <laughs> heard of. How old are we going to be in 20 years? Why are we like decrepit? Yeah, like, we're all <laughs> horrible <laughs> chain smokers because we're so depressed by then. I thought like the world was just going to end in the next 10 years. So we're all stuck in this post-apocalyptic world where our voices have gone croaky. And we're um, still doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and we're still doing the podcast. But yeah, every I reckon, second Saturday. <laughs> uh, with the cinema going downhill, but everyone likes the cinema experience. Mm. It might be the case that you can sit in a cinema in VR. And That's shit. Also, bro. because like VR, you would not want to watch a movie so close to your face. So if you're able to like sit in a virtual space, whether you're you have feel like there's a massive screen around you. I reckon it'd work. That could be cool, but it's it feels so. I hate it feels so, much. so um cheap. No, what's the word? Uh, dystopian. Yeah, feels so dystopian. Um, I think though consumers will determine it. The yeah. bulk of the consumers will determine it, which is capitalism at work. Netflix versus Cannes, because the debate around this 
we're kind of coming to a head with it is like what makes a film a film? And there was, you know, Khan banning mm. uh, Netflix films from being in competition. They could screen there because of the prestige and the celebrities that would rock up because of it. And even Spielberg's like, oh, they yeah. can win an Emmy. But Spielberg not, says like, he not. thinks if it's on Netflix, it should be a telly movie because you're watching it on telly and therefore it shouldn't be eligible for the Academy Awards. Which, so what are your guys' thoughts on this? Because this is an interesting debate. I think, like, I understand based on where Spielberg's coming from because back then, like, I think even, was, wasn't Duel like a TV Duel movie? Duel is a TV movie. Yeah, so essentially. So, so really Steven Spielberg's going, TV movies are all right, His guys. career is made off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like essentially from back then, like it was a lot more television movies produced and I, I understand that viewpoint. But now Netflix isn't television. It's literally marketed like we are not television. We are giving yeah. you, it's a distribution platform. And Denying basically a company as well, like a production company as well, like that's just denying them. Access yeah, but to leaving something. leaving out their shows and just focusing on their movies. Yeah, well, they're rich, you, like yeah. like a lot of their original movies. Like there's some like more. Most of them are crap. Yeah, you, YouTuber based as well. No, that's shit. But like fucking smosh. The <laughs> fuck off. Um, the odd one that is like you know you're not not just one like Okja. Okja. Yeah, yeah it's like, interesting. Um. Um. Uh, like I mean, the big the one that causes stories stories as well. I don't feel at home in this uh, on in this Earth, world anymore. This world yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think though, I think Netflix, being on Netflix hurt that movie a little bit in that most people don't know it exists now. Poor make, poor it happened Blair. so early on. Um, yeah. Uh, well, like as far as like prestige goes, I haven't had it with Netflix yet, but specifically Mudbound. Sorry, Mudbound. So this is the one that caused Spielberg's comments. Was oh, there's mm, a movie yeah, called Mudbound? Yeah. Got nominated for, did it get Best Picture nomination? I think it got Best Picture, Best Cinematography, and this was the first female cinematographer to get nominated. Script and Supporting Actress for Mary J. Blige, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And this caused the debate because to play on Netflix, to get an Academy Award, you have to play for two weeks in a cinema in LA consecutively, (laughs) and then you're qualified which is what a lot of people did. But Spielberg's argument was that they shouldn't do that and then get the, the qualification and be able to go for it. But the problem is, is that a lot of indie films who didn't before Netflix even existed, that's what they did. They played for two weeks in LA cause it's really expensive. Yeah. So they do the bare minimum and then submit. Um, I think with, I mean, even Scorsese is doing a Netflix movie mm. to be perfectly mm. honest. Um, but I think the debate is whether or not it's a film. I think that's dumb because for most of us, the, we first saw most of the movies not on the cinema. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. great Star Wars. I never saw The Force Awakens. It's not, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> a New Hope. A New Hope. I never saw A New Hope on the cinema mm-hmm. until – actually, I don't think I've yet to see it on a cinema. I, I haven't seen Jurassic Park. In well, we weren't seeing it. Yes, you did. Wait, he oh, came yeah, with me on my you. birthday and saw yeah, it in okay. 3D. But I didn't see it in cinema. They're doing a 25th anniversary years. for 2D this year, oh, so cool. worth seeing. I'm yeah, going to try and go see it. I think they're event cinemas. But even Scorsese, like most of these artsy movies that he saw, he saw on TV. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think that changes it. Like, Because if that changes it, then whenever they've played a big movie on TV, that should instantly then make it not a movie anymore. Yeah. Um, mm. It's not true. I mean, they do edit it and all that kind of stuff. Which is terrible. That's why I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it is like the streaming thing is changing the quality. And I think that of the quality of the filmmaking, I think that's why they've struggled to find. I think also a lot of people are just sticking to their guns because like it's changing how. It's like, changing the, 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 faster the, than people want it to. Yeah. And yeah. like people were just, you know, stopping. 
Like, well, yeah. the, the YouTube Red is the one that's like freaking me out. Fucking like, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Have you seen the trailer to that? I've seen, seen the first two episodes. It Apparently the show fu- is actually amazing and they just got renewed for season two. It looks so fucking good. But the fact that it's on uh, oh. YouTube Red, I'm like, yeah, but no, it's f- like on, fucking PewDiePie um, can do that. No, no. It's actually better than I thought it was going to be. And I, I know, like, yeah, YouTube Reps one. See, see what, what you're thinking of there, though, is, like, we're doing the same things that Khan's doing at Netflix. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, so, so, like, I can understand. Because, like, oh, man. Because like, no, oh, I, I saw the trailer and I was like, holy fuck, this looks amazing. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Mm. But I just keep on seeing YouTube Red and being like, yeah, but fucking smosh, man. Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think the way to do that is they need more artists to ha- put their voice in. I think that's when Definitely. they excel is when artists have unfiltered voices in their in terms of TV or movies. Mm. Mm. I think that's when they're getting their best work. Well, even yeah. though it's just been cancelled, Asher's Evil Dead specifically went for <sighs> the streaming services because they were going to be uncensored. Oh, so why do you have to bring up that? But did they? Because they started on Stars. Stars isn't a streaming service. It's a network. Oh, is it a network? Yeah, it's a network. Yeah, it's a network. Oh. Well, Oops. but it's like a it's like a cable network like Showtime yeah. or HBO, and they, and stars is like stars had American Gods. They're really mm. trying hard to be prestige mm. genre cinema. Um, indie filmmakers, where do we fit in? Do we? <laughs> Probably not. We, we struggle. I mean, I've, like my note here is just really we have to go with the flow because yeah. we, just, we don't have much of it. We just have See, to try. It sucks because I feel like that. something like Netflix or fuck even YouTube Red should be our platform. But being taken over by the big exactly, uh, Mm. we have Vimeo on demand, uh, which by the way, where Red Curtain Hell is available (laughs) on Vimeo on demand on Vimeo on Vimeo.com slash on demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Use the code Picture Rangers (laughs) to get 20% off your rental or purchase. (laughs) Sorry, that's lovely. Had to do that. If you're still listening to us, thank you. Um, let's keep going. Yeah, but how many people? actually go to Vimeo on demand to see I think I've had one sale that I don't think is from anyone I know that was from some random person. No, because it was from, it was in American dollars. Okay. I think one person do, I mean, people do, I came across uh, an interesting doco that was only available there and I got it Mm. and I tried to get another dark comedy film that I'd heard about. And they ended up sending you the link, didn't they? Uh, Yes, that, because it wasn't available there. But then there was another one where um, it was like a, it was a slam dance film, but they had just, they weren't available. They they locked it off region and said we don't plan mm-hmm. on distributing it all. Sorry, bye. Ow. And oh, I was Jesus. like, you. Buy-. They were like, if you're a professional film critic, we're happy to send you a link. We need to see your work. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So <laughs> here's my podcast. Well, I hadn't had the podcast at the time, Damn so it. maybe I can go back to them. Well, now we can. We can actually get press um, screenings. Yeah, but I mean, that. we don't really get a say in the matter as ind- independent filmmakers. No. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see if the dust ever settles. Yeah. Like in the next five to ten. Because I really feel like this should be our prime time, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me feel like it's never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, it will, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. The next five to ten years will be very, very interesting. Yeah. I think, I think filmmakers, if they're listening to this now, you need to keep your eyes on the news and the stuff about this. I know, like... I try and keep up to date with how it goes because the, these decisions will directly impact how we as filmmakers get to work if we get to work. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I think that's an interesting place to end it. Not exactly a happy Yeah, note, I was going to say, don't you always say this is a good place to end it? <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting, interesting place. Interesting place. Um, well, it's an interesting debate. It's still going. We're literally in the middle mm. of seismic changes in the industry, yeah. which doesn't normally happen. It's normally a giant change and then it stops. And we're sort of yeah. been in a change for like last decade. 
almost. Um, but our top five, I thought it'd be interesting to do top five movies you've never seen on a cinema. Oh, okay. This is this is weird because like there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's there's why I specifically thought you meant that you couldn't see in a cinema. Because otherwise it'd be like my top five movies because I don't think I saw any of them in a cinema. Scott Pilgrim on a cinema? Yeah, so, oh, okay. Yeah. So Scott Pilgrim. It's going to be a lot. There I didn't a- see Colossal in the cinema. I didn't see and, and these are sort of ones I want to see in a cinema as okay. well. Okay. Yeah, well, like kind of there you can narrow down. So I'll go through mine and okay. then hopefully that'll help sure. you guys narrow down your list. I mean, I already have my top five. So that's you. Let's do I've top got five, my, yeah. uh, my honorable mentions. I've got Chicago. Yeah. Because... I love musicals. Musicals play really well in a cinema and that one's specifically very visual, very rhythmic. That would play really well in that dark, big space. Uh, Singing in the Rain. I have yet to come find a a revival screening of that. Mm. I love that movie to pieces and I think that would kill big. Especially now. Um, Alien. Oh. oh, really? The first time I saw it was in the classroom in Miss <sighs> Mitchell's film and TV class on a bad DVD would, projector would, on like a, uh, an off-colored wall with a bit of alien in the theaters. That uh, would that would be such because that movie gets me. That to was jump. my first R-rated movie in a cinema, guys. But you it saw it on best. one of those revivals. You must have because that came it, out. It, in was, the it was the um, it was the director's cut uh, uh, cinematic. Right. Is that the Grandma? does that. No, it was like two thousand one or something. Uh-huh. I went and saw it in primary school, man. I snuck in with my best friend. We were cool kids. Yeah, great. Um, I've got uh, Hot Fuzz because I never got to see that on a cinema. The fuck? Man? Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't see I wasn't into Edgar Wright at the time. Oh, you dickhead. Um, I saw The World's End on the cinema twice. Um, Not good enough. Uh, Magnolia, <laughs> which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And no one plays it because it's like three hours long. <laughs> but that would be really good to see big. And I really wish I could. But I was like eight years old at the time it came out. Um, and then Atonement. I spoke about that last okay, week cool. when we were talking about tragic endings and I love that movie, but the first time I saw it was on the DVD and I really regret that. But yeah. Anyway, top five. Oh God, some of these are actually kind of showing up in previous lists. Um, this might be a bit interesting just because these are ones where I think not only that I haven't seen them on cinema, but like you said, I would really want to see on a cinema. Um, the first is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I only saw that one for the first time last year and blew my mind and it's mm. my favourite horror movie of all time and, mm. and all those kind of things. And I think it would be a very different experience big because I saw it very intimate and close. Um, Saving Private Ryan, cool. the Omaha Beach scene yeah. specifically for that. Uh, the Holiday, Nancy Myers, The Holiday, because I love that yeah. movie and I see it every Christmas and it's really great. It's infinitely <laughs> rewatchable and I want to see it big. I want to see if it plays in a crowd, but I'm probably never going to get to that. Uh, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, how did you not see that? In I man? missed it, and I—it's just because we never got to at the time, and because it, it was—I was still quite young, so my mum would have to pay, and yeah, and, and she just wasn't; she was too busy and stuff like that. So I never got to see it, but we rented it out from the video store, and it kept me up until like two in the morning <laughs> watching it. I love that movie so much. Um, and the number one is American Beauty. Yep. Um, yep. I really wish yeah. I got to see that on the cinema, preferably before all the news broke, but. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't do uh, just top five movies that I haven't seen in a cinema because, like, it would literally be probably my top five films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I put some interesting ones in the National Treasure. Yeah, no, that was. So, yeah. I'm surprised by that. I know. I really yeah. wish. I saw National Treasure 2 in a cinema, though. I'm pretty sure National Treasure 1 I saw on a pirated DVD from, like, these Chinese markets. Yeah. And then we loved it so much we saw it in cinemas. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure I, I, paid, for, I paid for my own ticket because I think I was working somewhere. Wow. Anyway, cool. uh, Chanster, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go next. I don't really have a, a honorable mentions because I'm lazy. But yeah. like I said, I went for top five that you can't see in a cinema or that I couldn't see in a cinema. Yeah, Solo so, no. or the 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my number one. Damn, man. Spoiler. No. Uh, number five is Mindhorn. It's a Netflix original series. <gasps> uh, sorry, film. Is it I've, good? I've, I've on my seen list. It's so bizarre. I loved it. It was it's, very fun. I've only watched half of it because I can read the finish. It, it's Wait, very much going to be like, Netflix movies. No, no, no. <laughs> I specifically have some have some mm. that aren't. So I was hoping you'd like see it more because I didn't know if you saw it or not. And I was like, <laughs> I need to talk to someone about this. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very, it was very much that British sort of comedy that um, Matt Berry does. I'm surprised Matt Berry isn't in that film, was he? Who's Matt Berry? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his... Uh, he, he was in um, uh, Toast of London. He's the main guy in Toast of London. He's in uh, season two and three of IT Crowd. Sorry, two onwards of IT Crowd. He's Is got he that the- great voice. I can't do it. I'm oh, no, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he was um, in Moon. Garth Marenghi. You're yeah, a Garth wo- Marenghi. You're a woman. Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah. Father. <laughs> None of us can do his voice. That's yeah. the point because it's too beautiful. It is too uh, beautiful. Number four is Obvious Child. It didn't have a cinematic release in oh, Australia, yep. but it's the feel-good abortion film of 2016, I think yeah. it was. Um, really, really fun Was that movie. the one where she's a stand-up comedian? Yeah, so oh, it's yeah. a stand-up comedian who accidentally gets pregnant and the whole thing's about her contemplating about whether to get an abortion or not. Yep. Um, and it's uh, uh, I'm a left-wing not so i was like i love that (laughs) and it was also just a really fun and heartfelt film uh so that's good number three is uh tucker and dale vs evil (laughs) i didn't realize that was a straight to dvd movie found out put on the list great movie uh so i've decided number two it was um you know i don't feel at home this world anymore because that's that's a a netflix movie and it is It's probably my favorite. I, I I appreciate Okja. I can see why people would say Okja is a better film. I've, I think I don't have feel you it. watched. Wait, what is know. it? There's another Netflix, an actual Netflix movie that's really, 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 really good. That's not Okja. There was like another one. What was it? Or Mudbounds talked about. Uh, John Woo has a Netflix movie that just dropped. Oh, I saw Man that today. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I like, need, apparently it's good. Apparently it's good. Mm. But I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but instead, I'm going to change it to Predestination because nice. it had a cinematic release in Australia and I fucking missed I it. I saw it twice. Fuck you. On the cinema. Fuck that. Why was didn't amazing. You tell me, man. I don't. Where were you at the time? I, well, I might have been in Darwin or something. Because, like, uh, I, oh, man, I remember seeing. I, I remember reading about it when it was being made and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. And then the next thing I knew, it was released on DVD, and I'm like, "What? Mm. What happened?" Ugh. So good. So, uh, predestination, so good. if just because I completely missed it, and now I know I can change the rules of my list. And uh, number one, you know, I'm gonna say that it was. It's now gonna be colossal because yeah. I I missed it in cinemas, and I really regret mm. that. That movie was phenomenal, and. Oh, I get I, I get chills whenever I talk about it. Uh, but <laughs> I my, love that you love that movie so much. It's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, because you know me too well. Um, but uh, number one was originally Tremors 2 Aftershocks <laughs> because that was a straight-to-DVD sequel to Tremors. I haven't seen any of the Tremors movies. Come we're, over, doing a, we're doing a marathon. Yeah, we're going to do a marathon because the sixth movie's yeah. coming out and oh, right. maybe a TV series. Not but a TV no, series that didn't get picked up. Oh, really? Well, the pilot. Yeah, uh, shopping it around to other networks would probably I saw that, yeah. But yeah, Tremors 2... Um, I actually saw Tremors 1 first and Tremors 2 wasn't released in Australia on DVD till way late. Mm. I had to buy it from uh, America, but I saw t- 1, 3, and 4. And 3 and 4 are fine, but like mm-hmm. what? nothing would live up to 1. And then finally I found a triple pack. Oh, well, after, no, I bought it from America first, then I found it a triple pack. Bought it from America. It came well worth the wait. I honestly think it might be better than the first movie. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it takes things to another level where as far as fun goes, 
and of course, that's when Bert Gum- Gummer really becomes the Bert Gummer we know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tremors 2. Okay. Josh, what's your pick? So my list is sort of just uh, basically all, except for one of them, all from like the 70s or 80s. Because this film is like, <laughs> I know I probably have revival screenings, but there's some that like, there's a specific version of it that I want to see. So first, number five is Alien. Because yeah. I just absolutely lose my mind if it's I get to see It's such an atmospheric movie too. This is the sound. I just, if I you guys both you know. suck. It's amazing in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Charles. Um, and then, so, you know, is that fourth one, Star Trek Redemption? I really want to see. They literally just played it at yeah. the In the House. I have seen that movie now three times on a cinema well, and it is it, so fucking good. Yeah, well, guess what, guys? <laughs> um, number three, Predator. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Isn't it? I still haven't no, seen it anywhere yet. Yeah. <laughs> Chance to be to... Wait, how, how has this happened? How have we let this happen, Josh? I don't know. Um, number two, Suspiria. So I actually really want to... Have you seen it, like, out of cinema? No. It's not what you think it is. It's not? It is not okay. what... You, I knew it was gonna be the way people talk about it is not what the movie is. The movie yeah. has a lot of value. I've seen it twice. I've seen it once on a yeah. bad 35 mil print, and then mm-hmm. I've seen it in the big 4K restoration DCP. The first time I saw it, I was expecting a movie that wasn't camp and kind of bad. And then the second time I went in yeah. and expecting it, I still was a little disappointed about okay. it. There's some things that are, are mind-blowing, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that is not what it's been hyped So just don't waste my be. money on seeing it in the See theater. it in the cinema. Don't go in hyping it for yourself as being this know. mind-blowing exploration of cool. horror cinema. It's a very peculiar film. Cool. Wow. It's a horror not With a lot of camp. It. A lot of mm-hmm. camp. Okay. And number one is Star Wars, 1977. Not a new hope, Star Wars. <laughs> God, so, that'd be amazing, right? Being able to see I feel like original it would print look Star Wars. really dodgy, though. It would I don't be an experience. Sorry. Yeah, it would be an experience. That's, that's, the, that's the very yeah. polite way of saying that. <laughs> With all the, all the, the <clears throat> what do you call them? The, <coughs> the warts and all, that's the expression yeah. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a good place to end Star Wars. <laughs> Because nothing has killed, you know. (laughs) Well, Star Wars probably like made home distribution and then also like destroyed it. That's re-edit everything. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, Thank you for being on the podcast, Josh and Chance. You're fired now. No. (laughs) Uh, Whoa, whoa. Who here hasn't seen Predator? Yeah, let's just go watch Predator. Yeah, let's go watch Neither of you have watched Sunset Boulevard, so go away. None of you have seen Aliens in the Cinema, so... So we're all parting in separate ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to contact us on Twitter yeah. or Instagram, you can find us at Picture Rangers, and we're available to email and ask questions and do it because we want some fan interaction uh, at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. I should actually probably check that. I keep asking for it, but we probably have like a, <laughs> oh, have like a giant. I mean, I'm doubting it, but I'd love if like a lot of people like, why don't you read my tweets on air? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm on the Twitter account all the time and the Instagram account. I'm just not on the email. But we'll see. I'll, I'll log oh, on. We'll see what comes through. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Find me on Twitter at that Sundance KD, all caps, and at Instagram underscore that Sundance Kid. Um, Twitter sucks, so just find me yeah. on Instagram at the Chancester. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, Bye guys. Tally ho. No, but seriously, watch your own.